I'm a 16-year-old girl. Becky told me she likes Johnny. That's a problem, because I like Johnny. <laughs> Speaking of loving things, you know what I love? Being back at the Chomcast. Welcome, everyone. Hey, we're back. It's been a month. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Good to not hear from you, but wish we could. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. We're here. We're assembled. We're ready to talk games and not games with you guys. Um, feels weird to be back in a way because I feel like, yeah, do I still know how to do this thing? I probably said that last time. I don't even know if I know how to podcast anymore, but um, we're here. It's, it's muzzle memory. You never forget it. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's, it's really hard to get the muscles warmed up to stand here for an hour or two while the guys sit down in their luxurious computer chairs ready to uh, chat. Um, Wait, some... I'm not, I'm not going to interrupt you. Have, do you stand every time we do this? Yeah, I'm standing right now. Oh, I just always assumed you were sitting. No, I, I stand for the full time. Look at you, Mr. Fit as fuck standing desk motherfucker. <laughs> to be fair, as you know, teachers have to stand for long hours in the day, and I'm just used to it at this point. You know? Yet I still choose not to. The thing is, like, I'd be worried about myself, like, sitting down. I feel like I would, like, listen to you guys, and your sultry voices would just make me drowsy and suddenly uh, feel the Sandman coming in. And Sandman, not to be confused with Adam Sandler, before before somebody does like Little Nicky impression or some shit. <laughs> but okay, no. that, that voice you just <laughs> that voice that you just did right into the microphone that needs to be a Patreon tier when it comes back. <laughs> just whole things on that tier. Oh, uh, speaking of which, I gotta I gotta drop some news at the end. So thank you for reminding me about that, Ray. I appreciate it. But um. Yeah, we're here. Let me do some quick intros. My name is Shay. I'm your host for today. Certainly not with the most, probably the least. Uh, Ray, you're here. It's good to see you, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I, I have missed talking to you guys on a microphone. Like, honestly, this is one of these uh, pandemic era things that I don't think should go away. I think people should embrace internet calling more often, especially, you know, we're in such diverse areas. You know, you're in Japan, you know, Josh is down in like the Southeast Atlantic. Like, just mm. because we're not physically around doesn't mean we can't talk. Right. Whether or not it's on a recording, just I like recording us. Yeah, just bullshit and chat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I agree with you. That's one of the beautiful things about the pandemic. And, um, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast the last few episodes, but reconnected with some friends from my childhood and we've still been largely keeping in touch. We often get on discord just to bullshit and it's it's great. Yeah, I I highly encourage people whose friends are around the country in the U.S. or around the world to do that more often, even if it's just like a half hour, just get in a discord or zoom or um even like an instagram chat and just bullshit with your friend for a half an hour i mean like even if you're cooking and just bullshitting just doing that is great it's helps 
tons no, for mental and you health. know what consumer grade shit is so easy nowadays like you know we all have like decent microphones set up and stuff like that but you don't yeah. even need that like you know i've done plenty of like school classes where i don't even have my mic down i'm doing the mic off my camera and it's just it's fine yeah exactly but no you you're know, you're right it's good to be back here it's good to be back here we're gonna talk i'm you. sure a little bit about gaming i don't know how much but some well, you know what? Just in general, like as much as I still talk to you guys over like a group chat or whatever, I still miss this. Yeah, same, same. Absolutely. Which is why we didn't. You know, completely take like a long term hiatus or anything like that. We're doing a partial hiatus, so to speak. But um, I'm glad you're here, Ray. I'm glad we're going to talk about some stuff. Also, we have. The one and only Joshua Teeny Weeny. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say Teeny Weeny something something. Teeny Weeny Itty Bitty Bikini. I don't how, yeah, how that yeah, something like that. He's currently wearing a thong, garroting his twat. Josh is here. Josh, there we go. Figured it out. We got there. How you, you gotta doing? Gotta put it in its place. <laughs> Perfect response. Cheers to you. Yeah. Should know better than to open its mouth while you're talking. (laughs) (laughs) How you doing, Josh? All right. All right. Kind of tired, worn out. It's it's been a long day already, but yeah. Good good other net, just general tiredness, which is, Mm. you know, kind of the usual state of being at this point in my life. Yeah. So Par for the course, mm-hmm. especially when you visit the swamps of Dagobah before the podcast. Yeah, yeah. See, see I was gonna be more realistic and be like, "Yo, he has kids, so his." Oh, is okay, that's true. That's true. Kids, dogs, life. Yeah, living in the U.S. Mm-hmm. gets exhausting. Like me and Shay, we, we get to we go to our jobs and go home, but you know. Josh wakes up to responsibility and goes to sleep with responsibility. That's true. He's on or yeah, I guess not on, but basically never turns off the entire day. Yep. For me, like there are pockets in my life where I'm like, I really don't have technically anything I have to do at this moment. I should, but I don't have to do it. But yep. for you, Josh, it's like I literally have a hundred things I have to do right at this moment. His life is literally triage every minute, every day. Like what has, what has to be done at the second? What can we put up for a minute? What can we put up for five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Usually the list is put out literal fires, put out metaphorical fires, and then third feed, feed everyone after the, at that point, which feed everyone, everything. Yeah. Yeah, and then it goes on from there. But yeah, just I used to be on the lookout for actual fires with kids in the house. Well, speaking so. speaking of feeding things, Josh, what's the best thing you've eaten in the past month since we last talked? Oh, month? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Or if you want to go for the last week, that's fine. Let me think. Yeah. While you're thinking, I'll let you know I had a splendid coffee yesterday like i recently have really gotten into coffee so i've been going to different places different cafes and stuff trying to find a really good cup of coffee um i went on a 
unexpectedly pleasant date yesterday. And the person I was with was like, I told them that, you know, I've been trying to get into coffee. And they're like, have you been to this coffee shop? And I was like, no, let's go. And it was the best fucking cafe latte I've had in a long time. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be coming here more often. All right. Feed my coffee addiction. Date, that date I It was worth acquired. it regardless of anything else that may come from there. <laughs> the date was great. You. Don't I'm going to ask wrong. you just to, to expand great. on that, though. Japanese coffee culture, what is that like? Actually, so... Uh, <laughs> you, you, you do. Not, that... to, not to plug myself, but also to plug myself. Plug I, did an, I did an episode on coffee and cafe culture uh, with my friend Mai on, on my solo podcast today in Japan, which can be found on all major streaming podcast apps. Uh, but actually, in all seriousness, I did. And... It's 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 interesting. Like basically, you have the old style, which are kisatens, which came became really popular after World War II, which is like the typical old school diner looking feel. Isn't that the typical like cutoff date for like a lot of Japanese culture, like in the modern sense, like post World War II? Yes, absolutely. Like once once the West came in and. It become it became much less of a an agrarian society and became more industrialized for sure. Um, yeah. I would say that yeah. So you have the kisaten, which are still really popular in certain parts of Japan. Uh, certainly where I live, it's incredibly popular. But also Starbucks obviously has swept the nation. Starbucks I would say is arguably yeah. more popular in Japan than it is in the U.S. And that has spurned a whole. Uh, slew of different types of cafes so um obviously i'm not talking about some of the funnier more interesting ones like made cafes and shit like that though those do exist but um there are just different types of cafes now and some are like super fashionable some focus more on just coffee um i actually recently went to one a few weeks ago that i hadn't been to in four years that has a new owner and it's a very simple style it's kind of in the basement of this Build, like this building right next to the station and it's a really nice guy he just gets really good blends of coffee and so i've gone there a few times since i visited it and he's a really nice guy and he specializes in just like the coffee being the highlight of the experience where you know other places focus more on the the presence and the atmosphere of the the cafe so yeah i've been i've well, been really just trying to experience experience coffee in many many different ways in this in this country uh I, I don't know why but suddenly i found myself one day just like really liking coffee and then i was like i really want to just go down this path and explore for a while and see what i get into All coffee right. is delicious no i'm just i'm i'm also wondering because when you think of even popular like tied into video games persona 5 had a huge tied to coffee because the main character was staying in the attic of a cafe that's old Korean coffee. Okay, that's kind of cool. I, I actually, yeah, I've been to a restaurant in the city I live in that uh, it's no longer, um, I guess, around is the best way to say that. It's permanently closed. But they, yeah, they, they specialized in Korean coffee and I'd been there once or twice. It was super delicious. I loved okay. it. So- that was actually going to ask, was that as actually like a common thing? Because I wouldn't was... say common. I would say okay. it exists. 
because i could say in persona 5 like they even got into like the different beans that you were able to get into when making coffee like it was Mm. you know it was like that in-depth thing that jrpgs can get into no i love that and that's the thing like i mean japan as as a whole is very much like that where um and i think the world is but especially japan where you have a lot of people that are into things uh kind of the surface to near surface slightly below surface level and then obviously you get the more hardcore people that delve deeper so like with coffee i know with the younger generation here especially my my high school students and um recent graduates a lot of them will go to cafes and take pictures um at the cafes and it's mainly for instagram and the experience of just like you know, I'm at this different place and that's cool. And then there's some people that delve a little bit more deeply into it. Like, Oh, here at these different places, you can get these different kinds of dishes. And then some people delve even further and be like, this place has especially good coffee. Their sandwiches aren't the greatest, but the coffee is like top notch. And you know, mm-hmm. it has layers to it, uh, with the people. And so with like the like the different types of beans and stuff like that, I don't know a lot of Japanese people personally. That doesn't mean they do or do not exist. That really get into I'm sure coffee culture in that way. But. I'm I'm sure there's any type of nerd if for in any country. Like in coffee nerd is definitely a thing. Oh, for sure, for sure. And especially you know the one of the more upsetting things is coffee. Given you know climate change, coffee may go extinct. So. Yeah. Our yeah, only source of energy may be Red Bull. I, I like I'm I'm having found my new recent obsession, I'm kind of at an impasse with myself because one part of me is like climate change. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about, you know, being able to enjoy coffee and enjoying coffee, thinking about the impending doom and blah 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 blah. But the other part of me is like, well, coffee's probably going to disappear no matter what I personally do, so I might as well enjoy it while I can for as long as I can. I, for sure you should. I, I was reading some article recently. I forget from what country it's from, but there's some country where it was because they had like a kind of crap coffee. It might be from Vietnam or something, where uh, coffee that's able to exist in more resilient sort of climes right. is being sort of re-engineered to be tastier. Like okay. the, the, the consensus was like, oh, this is a garbage. Whereas like super acidic. Is that kind of the issue there? Super acidic. Yeah. And that sort of. But other coffee climbs are not. Sustainable. Right. <laughs> so hopefully, like if we want to keep coffee alive, we need to find new places to grow beans and the beans will naturally taste different based on the soil. Like I remember the first time I got way into coffee was when I was working in an office building. I got way into um, Sumatra, Starbucks Sumatra. It's like right. super acidic, like super floral. That's when I first really started appreciating like black coffee. Because mm. I had short breaks. So I was like, oh, I don't even want to add milk. I don't want to add sugar. I just want the coffee. I just want to drink it and go. And right. even the, the, the bitterness became like a feature for me. Like, oh, it wakes me up. Like, I'm like, and then I started to like, like it. That's that's the thing, too, is like with coffee, I've like in my very short time of drinking, it, I've tried all kinds in the past. But like especially I actually pay attention to what I'm drinking now. And I've noticed like different coffees and pairings go good for different times of day, different experiences you're having with people. So like if I need to wake the fuck up, coffee black, that's it. 
that's the jam right there. If I want to have like a a conversation and for it to be smooth over time, even if it goes from hot to cold, cafe latte is good for that. You know, like I'm starting to like figure out for me the experiences I I like with coffee and when to have it, where to have it, those kind of things. I'm just saying boss coffee. Japanese canned boss coffee. I buy it here. I watch all the Tommy Lee Jones commercials. I think they're (laughs) maybe some of the best product commercials ever produced in the history of filming. Like, I watch him shoot eye lasers at someone in a classroom. It's Tommy Lee Jones. It's, believe it or not, his advertising with Boss Coffee is still popular here. I still see him almost every day. (laughs) <laughs> I I read about it. So from what I understood about him, he's he lived about at least half the year in Japan, fell in love with the culture, and then they offered him this contract saying like, oh, do you want to play the space alien who is understanding Earthlings through coffee? And he's like, hell yeah. yeah. And that's gone on <laughs> for like 15 to 20 years. Yep. And it's, yep. it's so good. Yep. It's yep. so good. It, I, it's. I'll tell you so, now. I see more of Tommy Lee Jones in Japan than I ever did in the U.S. That's like, and that's not a bad thing at all. No, no, Tommy Lee Jones is a great actor. I mean, like, but how many times can you watch Men in Black? Well, I think you're forgetting about um, No Country for Old Men, which he's in there. Yes. I think you're forgetting about The Fugitive, which he's in that. Yep. So, so, just go through his IMDb. Let's do this. Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, of course. It's Two-Face. The best Two-Face. Yeah, how could you forget that? I mean, he's in that highly critically acclaimed Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd that came out in 1999 that you guys clearly watched. Okay, you either actually have his IMDb page. I, really- <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, I forgot what he was in besides Men in Black. I gotta, I gotta look it up real quick. <laughs> What's he got? I was believing you, but then when you got the Double Jeopardy, I was like, "Fuck you, you're lying." <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that movie, and I actually did enjoy it at the time. I, it's probably not a good movie objectively, but. Anyways, back to Josh. What's your fa- favorite dish you've eaten in the past month? Um. <laughs> Sorry, we got really sidetracked. I I I I uh cooked some uh grilled up some pork tenderloins. Uh all right. A few weeks ago and those were those were really nice. It's been I mean, you can grill whenever, but it's just not as much fun when it's miserably outside with it. So Yes. Yeah, it's it's nice. Nice enough to be out grilling again and I've been really wanting some uh, some I nice love- pork tenderloins grilled up. That sounds good. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can you answer something a little bit controversial for me? Like, um, mm-hmm. obviously, the we always hear about the does pineapple go on pizza thing. Grilling pineapple and watermelon on a grill is that good and is that tasty or is that sacrilege? Uh, It's not really necessary. It's not worth the effort. Mm. Pineapple, yes. Watermelon, not really. Like, watermelon is really good as it is. Like, pineapple is... I mean, I like pineapple, but it's kind of oversweet, and you need to do something to temper it. Like, candying it is fine. Mm. Drying it out. Like, just leaning into it is one way to deal with that. 
or, you know, not Hawaiian pizza, because why the fuck would you add sweet ham to that fucking, like, don't. Um, why wouldn't you add rum ham? Like anything, anything, anything salty on there is going to be a million times better. But yeah, you need yeah. to do something with it. I mean, it's the whole point of teriyaki is just pineapple and soy. Mm-hmm. Um, Acid ham, put balsamic vinegar but, on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, that's all right. You can grill it to, you know, caramelize some of the sugars in there. Kind of right. calm it down. Okay. So, Yeah. It's it's. So you're a proponent of grilling pineapple. You are not a proponent of grilling watermelon. No, it's it's. There's really no reason to to mess with watermelon. Like you put a little salt on it, and that's all you need. Like yeah, that's it. Like don't yeah. don't don't mess with that. There's there's nothing there's nothing to fix. Watermelon is divine. Highly underrated. Highly underrated. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. I have something to do with watermelon. Take a watermelon. Cut a hole. Pour it out. Put a bottle of vodka. Oh, oh. Let the vodka soak into the watermelon for like a day. Okay. And then cut it up. That's good. That's not the direction I thought you were going, but okay. Same, same. I was assuming bore a hole into it. Name her. Step two, put it in the oven. Yeah. You've got to give her a name. Okay. Josh, I'm glad we like yeah. <laughs> went in the same direction because I was thinking the same thing. You know, might as well more direct. Just vodka watermelon. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, I I love that vodka watermelon, rum ham. We're we're all thinking the same thing. But before we talk any like games and stuff, I wanted to tell you guys a really quick story that I think you guys would find slightly amusing. So last year, I told you guys about the student who. Um, asked me the two students who asked me to buy them Starbucks coffee, which I politely declined, and I told them to have their parents buy the Starbucks coffee, and they said no. And I asked, "Why are your your parents strict?" Um, they said, "Yeah." And I said, "Are your is your mother strict?" Ah, oh, so so. What about your dad? Oh, my dad's dead. Fuck, I'm really sorry, is what I said. I felt so bad. Oh, that's okay. That's why you should buy me Starbucks coffee. I told you this story last year, whether or not you guys remember uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Um, maybe, Ray, you weren't here for that episode. But there you go. There's the recap. <laughs> well, a few weeks ago, you know, I started teaching at my school again. And that girl came up to me and was like, oh, yeah, I heard you and your girlfriend broke up. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And like, are you sad? I was like, you know, like, of course, but life goes on. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it. We just are two different people. So the same girl who told me her dad's dead and I should buy her coffee is like, okay, well, you and I are going to get married now. And, um, yeah, we're, 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 we're a couple now. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> and she looked at me very serious and got in my face is like, no, really. <laughs> it's good to know you're at the start of a Horace Moon game. Apparently, yeah. But no. she she's like, so we're together now, right? And I was like, huh, I'm going to go to class. And she's like, she grabbed my arm. She's like, I'm serious. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so anyways, teaching her class yesterday. Uh, I walk into class. I'm getting my like laptop and stuff set up so I can lecture. And she grabs my laser pointer and she's like, what's this? And I was like, it's a laser pointer. So she tries like shining it in my face, like poking me and almost poking me in the face with it. I was like, 
I don't know why I did this. I was trying to get set up. So I was like, all right, you press this button to turn it on. You press this button for the laser pointer. Immediately starts shining at my eyes as, yep. you know, kids yep. do. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Anyways, I'm getting set up. And she's like, I noticed her pointing it towards my crotch region. I was like, I look down and she's pointing it right at my dick. And I was like, no. And so I, like, I turn away and she's like, Shay, turn around so I can point it at your dick. And I was like, all right, give me the laser pointer. <laughs> Give me the li- fucking laser pointer. Come on. This is like WWE in like the 1990s. Like, you see like <laughs> laser pointers like, oh, we're pointing at the Undertaker's dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What is happening? <laughs> also, I Go mean, on. I guess you made an impression. Uh, not the one I wanted to make. I'll tell you uh, that right now, right? I, Definitely I mean, not the I, one. In the same sense that I. You know, it, it's the same sense. I guess like, I just want to take your profile and sell it on a mug. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. It's yeah. yeah. This, uh, you know, stu- like, students are fun. Really, students are. Fun. I mean, as another teacher, like I've never experienced that. But I mean, granted, you're a more attractive man than me. Uh, but... let's, not, let's not even talk about it in that way, man. Let's not even talk uh, about it. I'm, I'm just saying, like... I just, like, th- like it, teaching in Japan it, is a very different gig than teaching in the U.S. We'll put it well, that I mean, way. Well, I can tell you right now, like, <laughs> I I have even said in terms of His Starbucks classes, brings uh, all the jail bait to the yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i was like why why is josh laughing back there that makes perfect uh, sense though yeah just waiting latte. just waiting anyway yes latte is better than yours yes <laughs> hell yeah but i figured you guys would get a kick out of that story no, but just, um like, yeah no, uh, I, I just the other day where i had to deal with um subbing for a class for english new language students Okay. Where every every it was three students, two were absent, so it was one girl. And I say, I'm like, I actually said to the normal teacher, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable being in the room with the door closed with this one female student. So I kept like the door open. I was standing in the doorway the entire time. Yeah, like I can understand that. Like, definitely. Some bolsa like for me, I've had male and female students in the classroom who how do I say it? The way the way they act and sometimes the way they uh, they are displaying themselves in their behavior, it's it's it can be an uncomfortable thing. Like the, the it, thing in Japan is like, you, you never want to end up on local news. For sure, for sure. Like the, that, the that, thing, that's the way I look at it. Like on Long Island, there's News 12 Long Island. I just err on the side of caution if sure. I'm ever in a classroom alone with any student, actually, regardless of gender. I actually stand outside with the door open. I'm just like, stay where I was going. I get that. I get that. Um, like in Japan, for the high school, high schools, they have a, like a uniform dress code and their their skirts are supposed to go to like knee length. And I don't know why this is like a a, a a thing. I guess I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get the point of the uniforms at this point. But some girls will like flip flip the skirts up to where it sits at like the higher thigh level, and like it looks to them, it looks cute, and so it looks more fashionable that way. And so some students 
female students will wear their skirts and not be aware of their surroundings while they're doing that you know and like last year we had one girl a teacher and i very awkward situation where the girl just didn't want to pay attention and she she's that type of person where she just doesn't like paying attention in any class not just mine so she decides to lay down on the chairs in the class and her her bare bottom is literally showing to everybody and some of the students guys and girls are laughing at her and so i pulled it like i i i did it tactfully but i went to the teacher i'm like can you please have her sit up and handle like have that situation handled because obviously we I don't I don't think she really cared that people noticed, but obviously can't have that happening in a classroom kind of thing. So the teacher, you know, gets her to sit up and is like, hey, you need to sit up. Very kind, tactful way. Three minutes later, goes back to doing the same thing. Oh, uh, see, oh, that's I couldn't even like. Well, like at that point, I was like, OK, if somebody else walks in and sees me just lecturing while this is happening, what's the image going to be? You know, and like, and so like the thing, the thing is like when it comes to teachers, like teaching in the classroom and we have many, many hormonal students at that age, it's something that we all have to be aware of. And I think that's something that a lot of like parents and admin and just people like are aware of, but they don't truly understand that, um, you know, like there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of things like that, that are happening and how uncomfortable it can make teachers you know like but that's a it's it's a shit show in terms of like especially because you know we can't like morality like we can't litigate morality and i don't want to and morality is not it's a relative thing but then when we see like the ideas of what like is acceptable in terms of dress and stuff like that like it's like we don't know what's acceptable and we we have to err on the side of conservative and then especially when we don't know what parents will take objection to it's like okay so we have to err on the side of very conservative so Mm. yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like like you said, you were standing in the doorway because you felt uncomfortable. I get it. That's what I'm saying. Like some like some people are gonna hear that probably and they're gonna think, what could you possibly uncomf- be uncomfortable with? That's a reflection on you. But also, people don't understand those situations um, happen often, and we have to be aware of our surroundings. But well, that's, also, you know what ahead. this shitty thing is when it comes down to it. Also, we hear news reports of shitty teachers doing shitty things with students. So it's like, yeah. and neither we're of you not... really have any aims on, you know, politics in Florida in the near future. So there's <laughs> yeah. no reason yeah. To, to head down that road. Yeah. No, exactly. I, I have no reason. Country roads. Take me home. It yes. is. Um, yeah. No, but like, no, what, what it comes down to it, like, no matter what, no matter what, I'm going to tell you right now, like, I have been in schools where there's creep teachers. And it's like, you got to make it obvious, like, you're not a creep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah. 
I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There's there's definitely a public eye on it right now, and that's as it should be. I think parents should be aware of that stuff. Oh yeah, no. The, the public eye should be on the fact that there's creep teachers, like you know, and and schools I've taught at very good schools have had very creepy teachers. Is you know what? Yeah, yeah, for they sure. Need to be held to account. The school needs to be held to account. And then, but you know what? Once those teachers are removed, like it's like judge the teachers accordingly, like the individual ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to be aware of, you know, there are creepy people everywhere and that includes teachers, unfortunately, but let's, uh, let's hightail it out of this road and let's uh, talk about some video games, uh, which I have a feeling this section is going to be pretty short because, uh, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to go first and get myself out of the way. I played almost no video games in the past month, except for, um, I talked about this a little bit last month. My trip down memory lane with Heroes of Might and Magic 3 went to an all-out addiction for a few weeks where I would just, all free time I had, I was like, Heroes 3, Heroes 3. And I was watching YouTube tutorials like it was fucking, I was back in, granted, YouTube wasn't around, but I'm saying like, I was treating the whole situation like it was 2000 and uh, this is a brand new game and I, I, I really got into it again for a while and I was, I was playing it for like four to six hours a day there for like a week or two. Just, I was really addicted to it. It felt good. It felt good to get that out of me. Cause like, I swear for the past eight years since I bought that game and I went during down my last addiction, I've been really wanting to play that game again. Just for the past eight years, been thinking about it. And finally I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna let myself slide into it. I'm gonna let myself go back down memory lane. You bought it eight years ago. Was that on CD-ROM? No, I bought it on uh, GOG eight years ago. Oh, okay. I just wonder if, it was, if there was a, a physical medium. A I, don't, I, don't own, I don't own the physical copy of it. But yeah, I just went down memory lane with that game. I played it with some buddies for a little bit. And then I just wanted to play it again. And I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, I still think that those games were great for what they were at the time. Um, Obviously, there's some aspects of them that don't hold up as well now. A lot of gameplay is much more fast-paced, and those games are very, very methodically slow-paced. So for, I think, it to ever come back like in the future is a very slim chance of that ever happening. But I know there is a fervent, um, smaller community of people who still love those games, especially Heroes 3. And um, it was cool to see, like... I was able to download some free mods and get into it with some friends. And it's fun to see some friends enjoy the game and us to play together. It's not really good on a multiplayer um, front, unfortunately, because you have to wait for each person to take their turn. You can't simultaneously take their turns. Like Josh, you and I experienced with Wargroove a few years ago. Wargroove is much faster paced uh, than Heroes 3. So there were times where, like, you're sitting there five, ten minutes waiting for the next person to take their turn. And that's... Okay, so what yeah. mods are there, though? Like, what? Uh, they, they add additional scenarios. They add added additional um, hero types. And they added additional maps. Oh, okay. So, so it's, like, super serious. Like, just people way into it. Like, we yeah. are expanding on this game. Yep. That's okay. pretty much the only mods that I've experienced. 
So it was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's sated my need to play video games for a little while. The next video game I'm going to be playing is uh, Tears of the Kingdom. That'll be the n- next game I play. I haven't really felt I've like playing. I've never heard of that. What is that? What is that? Um, basically, you go into this paper kingdom and you just rip it to shreds. Just fucking tear oh. that thing to shreds. Oh, okay. So, so is it based on any existing franchise? Um, some kind of origami franchise, I believe. Oh, so like Fahrenheit, the origami killer. Yes. Uh-huh. That's okay, exactly so, it, 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 so this is a David Cage game. Hopefully. We can only hope to uh, uh, Rich's uh, chagrin. Uh, Speaking okay. of, we didn't even announce this. Rich isn't here today, by the way. If people are wondering, like, where the fuck is Rich? I, forget, I totally forget. Again, it's been a while since we mm-hmm. podcasted. Uh, Rich has decided to temporarily step away from Sword Chomp to be tire changer at uh, NASCAR. He's yeah, going to be changing Rich, the tires Rich now. Rich is currently... He is currently uh, temping for Max Verstappen. There we go. And for uh, F1, he will be changing the left rear tire. Do they change tires in F1? That's why I went to NASCAR. I have no idea. I I have no fucking clue. This joke. I'm pretty sure they don't change tires in F1, but fuck if I know. This this joke are very fast. I don't know. He hates Max first. Verstappen, I want to do attach him to it. That's a good idea. That's good. I was idea. hoping for some SEO for like you look up Rich Meister, Max Verstappen, and he would get kind uh-huh. of mildly annoyed. We can we can program that. We can make that happen. That's yeah, the thing. yeah, we can I control like the SEO. I feel like we already ruined it though. Like we because we don't know enough about this. That's... He's going like he's going like oh I want to F one. It's like oh what does that mean? cars yeah. i guess yeah 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 i like dude i don't know anything about racing or i know like cars the the amount i know about cars is like automatic versus stick shift that's, that's i my... know i know about as much about f1 in terms of cars as i know about the pixar series cars yeah yeah out. Yeah, so Michael <laughs> Caine okay, is the best good. one. That's good to know. If I need to end a conversation, Kachow is the one that works. Okay, yeah, cool. Kachow, yeah. yeah cool. Kachow. It works. Uh, yeah, but that, I mean, that's that's about it for me for gaming. Josh, what have you been doing with gaming lately? Um. Also, well, I was going to say not a lot. I mean, I've been playing a decent bit, but it's mostly old stuff as well. Okay. Just comfort gaming type stuff. Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's not really old at this point because I'm finally on the new content in Final Fantasy XIV because it only took me whatever, like a year Six and years. a half to get up to the <laughs> to the new expansion finally. Um, right. While like hundred percenting everything up to that point because mm, I'm an right. insane person. Um, I like that though. I, I like yeah. that because I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. It's an MMO. Like no, you're not meant to do all the quests, and I have done all the quests, um, which is insane. Um, but anyway, yeah, but yeah, yeah up to up to the new stuff, which is really good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been fun. Been fun. Um, 
gone back, played a little bit of like Slay the Spire, just because it'd been years since oh, playing yes. that, and yeah, I it just. Eh. Just needed something to turn turn my brain off, so that uh, yeah. that did the trick. Um, yes, that's why I played Heroes Three so much lately. You know, like just I need something to quell the voices in the head. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't done a lot with the uh, uh, what's the fourth character? Anyway, like it it launched with three. Um, and okay, then they they released a fourth character, and I'd not done a lot. Okay, okay. Um with them yet, so I've been playing through trying to learn that new character cuz I'd kind of stopped by the time that was out. Um Right. So that's been fun, kind of going to an old game but having new stuff to do there. That's works out all right. Um Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gives me something to that play. Steam me, deck. I need a I need to finish Shovel Deck or Shovel Deck. <laughs> you said Steam Deck in it? Yep. <laughs> Shovel Knight. I need to finish all the characters in Shovel Knight. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so much there. I've I've not played any of the new Shovel Knight stuff yet, which is mm. ridiculous. Um, but I'm I'm in the same boat though. Yeah, I'll get there eventually, maybe. Um, mm. At yeah. some point, we will. Yeah. So that's that's kind of been my the vast majority <laughs> of the actual hours. Right. Gaming. Um. But then actually, I, I, I just did remember play a couple new things. I, I just remember, Josh, that for five years, but we've been saying we were going to play the Prey DLC. It was a moon crash or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we've been saying that for five years. We need to get around to it. Yep. At this point, we're not getting around to it. Yeah, I actually, the closest I've gotten so far is after my computer died end of last year when I was mm. putting a new hard drive in there and reinstalling everything and getting everything up to date. I reinstalled Prey, so uh, it's on my machine now. That's the closest I've I've come to actually getting to that <laughs> DLC, and that's that's been you know installed for the months at this point was now. as far as you got. Yeah, yeah. I like that though. Close, you were genuinely considering it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. Sorry to interrupt you though. You no, were, no, were... that's fine. Um, but yeah, like. Uh, hey, I gotta say. Hmm. Like, Downloading a game is so close to actually playing it. So close in this day and age. Like humble bundles, like like we got twenty games at once. Like now, like shit. Yeah. So I'm I I promise myself I'll play it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a much. It's a much stronger step than just putting it on my. Um. Like since you can make save lists of games for for Steam. Mm. Of course, I made a you know backlogged my my need to play list like games I intend to play at some point, and it is now over four hundred games long, which is you're, insane. You're shameless, yeah, shameless, yeah. And that's just the ones on Steam. So there's there's you know a ton of actual physical shame piling up, you know. At least it's be- is it all behind you or is some in front of you as well? Some of it's some of it's in front, like uh, like kind of. We've got those back there. That that's right, mostly right. old stuff I've played. You can kind of see the yeah the stuff behind you, yeah, like the Sega games and old PS One games. That's that's mostly stuff I've done. I've got a bunch of those in front as well, just because I run out of shelf space. But right, also in front there are to the games. right of you. Yeah, 
bunch of games I haven't gotten to either that are just stacked on the shelves. They're not even put away properly. They're just stacked there. It's it's horrible. It's awful. But I, I get I get but, that. I get um, that. Like um every day I, you know, turn my TV on to watch Netflix, I, I look down in my little cabinet there and I'm like, oh cool. Games that have been waiting for me to play them for six or seven years. Yeah. I swear I will get to you one day. Yeah. Not today. Yeah, even the Netflix, day. even even turning on Netflix to ignore those yeah, you're, games you're is the fun list. one because you you scroll right past your list of of you know seventy five shows and movies you wanted to get to at one point, and, and you turn on Arrested Development for the fortieth time. Oh. Oh, you just Seinfeld for the seventh time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like I was like, man, I'm gonna watch all these shows this year that I haven't I've been meaning to watch because I'm not playing as many games. Star Trek Voyager. I've watched it like seven <laughs> times and eight times. Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. You know? So I, I've been doing that. But I also, I picked up the Orville season three. Um, okay. I started watching that finally. It's been yeah. good so far. But good. this isn't the Star Trek podcast. I apologize for. <laughs> I mean, we can turn into that. We can later. Let's do it later. Let's yeah. let Josh finish what oh, he's yeah. talking P- about. Pick, Picard and Neelix and shit. Sure. sure. Oh, yeah. let's, just, let's just make the Neelix podcast. That's an angle never approached. Or or we could For say we're reason. starting a Tuvok podcast and a Neelix podcast and then cancel both of them and make the uh, the Tuvix podcast. The Tuvix, yes. <laughs> oh, shit. But, you know, we'll just we'll leave Tuvok. stubs for the other two and, and we'll eventually oh, get no, back to them. But yeah, at some point. Yeah, no, it's Tuvok, later. There's, there's some reasons for Tuvok, but <laughs> like Neelix is so sad. <sighs> You don't like you don't like Neelix? No, I don't. That's a shame. Yeah, well, let's talk about Star Trek later. Let's talk because I, I really want to go in, but let's save it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much game wise what you did this this past well, month. Well, that ago. was that was the comfort stuff. I actually got around to two oh. other games that are fairly okay, okay. short, just because I knew like, all right, I can pick these up, knock them out, and be done with it. And also one of my kickstarted, so that seems somehow that seems even worse to be on my backlog <laughs> of a game that I, you know, paid for before it even came out. Um, right. At that point, but anyway, um, yeah, I played uh, Lunark, uh, which is a game okay. I kickstarted forever ago at this point. Um, I've heard you talk about that game a few times. Yeah, I mentioned it here and there. Um, I don't think it came up on the show. I hope it didn't. If not, you get to hear about it again because I didn't write it in the uh, in the metadata, so I'm assuming it's not there. And it's been a month, so I don't remember. Um, yeah, I don't remember either. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a um kind of old school. Uh, there's a name for him, but I can't remember it like cinematic platformer or something. I can't remember what, Okay, but it's uh, of the like original Prince of Persia style um, right. platforming that kind of yes. slow, methodical, more puzzly type. Like Prince of Persia mm-hmm. was the one that was really popular, but then, uh, what was it? Blackwatch. So I think the old mm-hmm. Blizzard game, like yeah. forever ago. Right, 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 Sim- right. Similar yeah. sort of idea. Um, okay. Um, but this one is sort of a space opera type setting with um 
you know, evil corporation trying to take over the galaxy and uh, these mystic creatures or whatever who, you know, are being oppressed by the, the corporation and whatnot, you know. Yes. Like space opera shit. Um, yes. Which is really fun. Um, yeah, it, it, you know. It's not a you genre hear, that has a lot of F1 fans anymore. going on in my background? Did you hear that? What? Formula One is going on in my oh. background right now, sorry. Yeah, I was ignoring that because there was an ambulance going by in my background at the same time. <laughs> there's a there's an awful lot happening in this show. It's it's that's the chicken or the egg. Yeah, like is the ambulance going to the car? Or is the car going to the ambulance? Yep. Um. Sorry. Anyways, you were saying. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. It's it's not a super popular genre, but I I'd like it just for something kind of. I don't know to vibe out with. Like there's there's a whole lot to. Really kind of. <sighs> I know what you're saying. Like it has, it has a vibe. Like the original Prince of Persia is tough as nails, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it also does have a specific kind of vibe to it. Even like Old Pitfall has a vibe to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I really get into that. Like I remember a few years ago now, it was one of those uh, Square Enix produced uh, indie games that they that they produced a bunch of them. Like oh, okay. all all other companies that they just produced their games. Um, right, uh, but Forgotten Anne was one that I played, and I, I remember talking about that on the show at one point. But yeah, it's you it's did yes, very yes, I remember that weird. Um, I think twenty nineteen or twenty twenty is when yeah, you're yeah. About it's that. been a, it's been a while, but this is very much in that same vein of like you're getting so much atmosphere, so much um of the world that you're that you're playing through because you're kind of. Everything's paced more slowly. You have to right. think about making your way through the levels and whatnot. Um, this this one feels more old school than okay. than that did. That one kind of actually, I I think I like that game better just because it leaned into what it the genre did better with a lot of the storytelling uh, mm-hmm. and world building type stuff. Whereas right. Lunark has kind of really gone in more on the puzzly type exploration and um combat systems mm-hmm. from those old games that are right. they're they're fine they're fun they're i i i enjoy them a lot of people i mean it's it wasn't the strength of that genre um and this game i think really 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 is going way back to to make a much more authentic experience of a game from that mm, era. Okay. As opposed to okay. some of the other games I've seen more recently come out. Um but with 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 you know more futzy controls and with uh, you know all the animations being rotoscoped type stuff mm-hmm. like it looks really pretty okay. like this really cool pixel art but obviously rotoscoped type animations yes a it more just, modernized it, version of it yeah yeah it, it, like it it feels so much like those old games did like there's still an amount of magic to that at least to me seeing you know like it, it's pretty obvious how they're doing that but it's still really cool to see it 
whenever you see something rotoscoped like that, which is funny. Like, somehow there's something different about rotoscoping compared to all the, you know, performance capture that's in every other game. Like, it's, mm. it's not like we stopped doing this. We just got better at it. Um, but then seeing it done, like, you know, in this just kind of harsh, um, like, just, just absolutely nail it down to 2D type um, things. I, 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 I don't know. I think it's kind of magical, but your, your mileage is going to vary. It, I still think, for me personally, that there is a certain level of magic with that. I mean, back in 2016, when I was talking about Owlboy and that high-res um, yeah. or high-bit uh, visual style, like, get, getting back into gaming back then um, as much as I did to now, I still love pixel art. I still think there's oh. magic there, and I think there's a lot of wonder there, so... I, yeah, for me absolutely. personally, I don't think that that will ever go away for me. I, I really love the pixel art style. And even in uh, mu- like the musical styles, like the musical numbers, like when they do that kind of uh, 8, 16 bit retro style, mm-hmm. it still it still hits for me. And I understand a big part of that is nostalgia oh, yeah. and that's fine. But I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that was a fun one. Lunark. Um, if if you're in in the market for that style of game, there's not you. If you are, you've probably already found it because there's not a lot out there to, to, to look through. But um, right. yeah, yeah, it, I enjoyed that a lot, a lot. That was a fun. That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, session or two. Like it, it was a couple days, a couple days. Like it's not a none of those games are very long, um, just because they were meant to be significantly challenging. And then also back in the day, a lot of them didn't have like Prince of Persia. You had to beat all the way through because that was still um like it would save where you were in a level but uh mm. you had two hours to beat it the the game is less than two hours long but uh if you run out of time you have to start over but anyway right not this not this they, they don't go that far to to recapturing that but yeah um i think that's a smart choice more yeah, modern there, there are things you need to kill from mm. from back then but anyway um other than that, I have played Dredge, which is the uh, fishing game. Like you're you're mm. you're on a uh, sort of northeastern fishing boat, um, making your way through waters that may or may not be controlled by eldritch gods um i that's okay i've heard of this i was like this sounds so familiar yeah it is a horror fishing game um which is kind of a weird pairing because the fishing aspects are really chill relaxing like oh i can get into this and whatnot just make sure you get back into port by night um oh yes because you know things things get kind of kind of crazy at night um right or maybe you do want to stay out past you know past then because right that there are different fish that come out there's you can get paid a whole lot more for catching some of these you know very strange fish that might have nefarious uses Mm. um but it (sighs) 
I love that. I love this game. Like the the kind of the main mechanic from the well, not the main mechanic, but like the way they've meshed them together is by you know having you on your little fishing boat have to. It's inventory management is what it is. Like your fishing boat is essentially the attaché case from Resident Evil 4. And so you've got okay, to fit all your cool. your equipment and your, your yeah. catch for the day and whatnot. All it's all got to somehow tetris its way onto your boat so you can then make it back to uh to port to sell all everything. Um I secretly like those systems a lot. Oh yeah. I hate to admit it. Like, it's that inventory management bullshit where you have to Tetris it all in. I oh, secretly, really hey, fucking I, love I, it. In one day, I played the entire game of Save Room. Yeah, so, that's that. Exactly. Yeah, that's just. Uh, I, I'm all in. That, oh, I'm yeah. all in on that. It's so good. It's so fun. Um, yeah, you've got. The sort of overall, like, catch stuff sell your sell your catch so you can afford to pay off your ship because like you you show up and your ship crashes and you know tom nook generously gives you a new fishing boat that you can pay off to him um that's sweet oh shit tom nook's in this (laughs) obviously obviously but um oh yeah yeah so you've kind of got that loop and then on top of that you'll find other people who have different quests and whatnot for you, like, um, just to kind of get you exploring the world a little more. It's, mm. I've, I've really been enjoying my time with it. It's, it's just another game that is so much just about the vibes, just, just kind of somehow yeah, chilling out, unique- but it's like, it's, it's, it's just got that little bit of a twist on it in order to stop you from being completely at ease in a fishing game. That mm. I really like. Like it's just like it, it keeps you just you know present enough in it. Alert enough. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I really when I saw that I was like, I really want to play that game. It's really fun. Really fun. Okay, off off to get it at some point this year and play it because yeah, it looks right up my alley. Oh yeah. So I, I really trust your opinion. Like just- just hearing what I'm, what I hear on like other podcasts and stuff, I feel like Drew is just gonna be like a sleeper hit for like top tens and shit. Like people are gonna be like, "Oh, this game fucking yeah. hits so many good notes." Absolutely, cool. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Right. Uh, so that that pretty that, much wraps up everything yeah, you played. Then that is all I've played. The so two new games and then just some old stuff, so which is in okay. a month, which is granted for you. Josh, I think a whole extra game low. Oh, you know, yeah, that's like, extremely low for me. But yeah, like, like I was gonna say, like I feel like for months, like I've you know listened to Chomkis, like Josh, what games he plays? Like here's thirteen fucking games. Yeah, that's true. Like, the amount yeah. of times I've had to tell Josh we can't talk about all the games he's played in a week. Yep. Not not his fault, <laughs> you know. But this year is different. This year is different. We're doing different things this year. I love uh, it. Yeah. We yeah. needed it. We needed it so far. It's been nice. But yeah, uh, Ray, you know, like, oh god, sorry, Josh, go ahead. Going back and playing old games, 
has been a lot of fun. Like, we talked about this at some point last year about how, like, one of the, I, I, maybe it was, it may have been longer ago than that, but anyway, talking about things that we enjoyed about having to change that we were playing for the podcast. And I do mm. enjoy kind of forcing myself to play a lot more games just to get that broader experience of it. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to not have to. Like, I feel like I could kind of take a month off and on on that and, and you know, in order to not feel like I'm getting even farther behind, just be able to go back and enjoy some old stuff. Mm. Yes. Yes, it's a nice feeling. It's mm. nice to be able to go back and enjoy certain things. I would absolutely agree with that. Ray! Speaking of going back and playing old things. Oh, God. So as my gaming life is always going back and playing old things. um, I am in the finale of. Trails of Heroes. uh, Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure. Hmm. Which is a game that came out originally 2010 on the PSP. That's right. Only came out in America in March of this year. Officially. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it's um, kind. It's kind of new. It's new to us. That's if you true. Speak, if you, the funny thing is, there was this a um, famous group who was localizing called the Geofront who is localizing in English, they release their localization, and then right when their localization was released, Falcom started contract with them. So they pulled their localization, saying, like, you know what? Wait for the official shit. That's cool. It changes to BRB. Mm-hmm. Someone is I. Oh, oh, he's off headset, but still in frame because he's managed to park uh, this camera down a fairly long hall so we can... We're on shake cam. Yeah, yeah. We have to give live updates. He's charging his Joy-Cons or something. Uh, He's deodorizing his ass crack now. And he's back. He's back. Shay Shay just put a bunch of deodorizing agent into his taint, and he's okay. He's okay now. I just got a random pain behind my left eye. Fucking hurt for a minute there. Okay, sorry. That was because of the taint powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't you can't use the store brown store brand taint powder. Especially, especially in Japan, where they don't allow like acetaminophen or whatever. Mm. Yeah, at least not good quantities of it. I'm exactly. doing. Last year when I was in the U.S., I bought a whole giant bottle of aspirin for that exact or acetaminophen for that exact reason. I was like, I am bringing that shit back. So like, happy I've done that. You're like, give me a oil keg full of Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> I will fucking do keg stands of aspirin if I have to. <laughs> Seriously, but sorry. What what were you saying before I so rudely disappeared for a minute? Okay, so I have to remember. Uh, yeah, Charles Wilson. PSP title 
released in America finally for the first yes. time since 2010. It is the second title for the Crossbell duology. Okay. Um, the first title was Trails to Zero, which was released in July of last year, mm-hmm. which finally bridges a storyline thing for Falcom diehards here in America of the Trails series. There's Trails in the Sky, Trails of Zero, Trails of Cold Steel, Trails of One. And th- we're getting Trails to Reverie later this year. Okay. And it is pretty much the longest running, as far as I can tell, single contiguous story ever being told in JRPG history. I would say so. The The amount of naming schemes mm-hmm. that they have to come up with at this point is absurd. I think there's like 14 games. And that's the thing. Trails to Zero and Trails to Azure were like the main sticking point because they were on the PSP in Japan, never released here, finally released last year and this year. Okay. So, like, how have they held up as compared to, like, when they first released in 2010? I can tell you right now, the battle, the main battle theme, which, by the way, all their soundtracks are on Spotify. Yeah, you you mentioned this last month. That battle theme is dope. I remember you said yeah, that. To us. No, it, yeah, no, it's still yeah. like I listen to it all the time. It it is, and a battle theme is important for a JRPG, right? Because you know, as anyone's played like yeah, a Final yeah. Fantasy, or you're gonna hear eighty six thousand times, right? Mm-hmm. And. I am somewhat I feel somewhat spoiled at this point by Persona where like they had like lyrics and there's like actual like, oh, this is like a jazz style. This is a rock style. This is a J-pop style. Whereas, no, this is like actual just like kind of MIDI style. It's like, no, fuck, this is awesome. Hmm. No, it's like. Falcom has has no idea how to they don't know how to do a bad job at this point. <laughs> mm. That's fair. That's fair. Like on their worst day, they do a better job than most of the music being put out there by video game soundtracks. And they put it on. And the funny thing is, is that on this. Uh, release. They put out some of the enhanced tracks. So. I shared this with Rich. Um, there is a scene where, where spoilers, I'm not going to share it. They sh- the uh, soundtrack was of the arranged soundtrack of like their orchestral soundtrack. Mm. Hmm. That they okay. didn't do in the Vita re-releases or the original PSP release. So they did do like enhance like they took a pass over like like oh shit like this could sound better like let's give this you know a little treat kind of what the final fantasy 7 remake did with a lot of their original tracks as well exactly not and you know what i feel like japanese rpgs like japanese rpgs really suffered in the at uh ps3 360 era yeah like 
once HD really became like a thing, like, like for instance, I remember I think um, games in general, but yeah, especially JRPGs. No, I, well, that's why I feel like like yeah. like Bethesda really came into their own. Yeah, you know, like Elder yeah. Scrolls, like four and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, true. No, J- Japan felt like kind of struggled. If you even look at the Wii, the Wii was not yeah. like an HD system on its own. They sold their own HD cables separately because they were like, oh shit, HD is actually becoming a thing. Yeah. Um, they suffered, but then they caught up quickly. And I feel like now, like we're seeing like that output being re put out as like a, oh, hey, you missed us here. So, yeah. Re-experience. I mean, we're seeing with like Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden on PC. Mm. You know, and I even think about like uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. How many times that's been re-put out? Yeah. The first time I played, first time I played Xenoblade Chronicles was on the 3DS. Yeah. Arguably the worst way to play it. (laughs) At this point, yeah. Between the Wii and the Switch, yes, <laughs> objectively. No, it's yeah, like, that's fair. The, so, did you this, go ahead? What? Go ahead. No, actually, I'm saying it's finally coming over, and I'm finally happy to like experience it the way like it was intended. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you play, you played that. I can't remember the name. Please hold please on. Don't. Osh- Trails I, I wrote to... this down. I've got four or five sheets of paper with it right here. Trails what? to Azure. That's it. That's it. Okay. The Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So you played more of that. It's been fantastic. You love it. Yeah. You need it. I mean, line it into your veins. It, it, it right, right, right by by the horrible butterfly veins. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did you play anything else over the past month as well? Yes, I have. Um, so mostly retro stuff. So I've been playing around Retro Pocket Three. Great device, by the way. It could play anything up to. Uh, it could play some PS2. Yeah, not really. Okay. But really. Play like mostly some uh, PS1 stuff. I replayed Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Okay, okay. classic. Um, blind playthrough, no look at guides or anything. Got one ninety three point seven percent. Okay, it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't for, played for probably about not playing it in forever. Years. Yeah, exactly. Like. Still, one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to that degree, I gotta say, the Upside Down Castle, and I think I shared in the group chat about this. The uh, Upside Down Castle has some issues. Yeah, like overused enemies, like Jackabones. Yeah. Specifically, the skeletons that throw like the jacks that are bones, like overused. Like, it's clear that the same attention wasn't paid to the original castle. Well, that and 
it opens up and you can theoretically go basically anywhere once you get in the upside down castle but they want you to go clockwise through that thing and if you start heading the other direction it like there's some weird level scaling they've got going on there with like the amount of experience they've got for you to make your way around that one loop makes it so yeah, that- going one direction is obviously the intended path and like they're they're they kind of they really beat you into playing through it the way they want you to in that section that make it weird and also just i'm just gonna say like the it's not laziness because again a lot of work went into the game but like yeah in the original castle every section had its own music whereas yeah. in the upside down castle there's like two or three maybe four music themes yeah like it's clear like like once you get there like the uh money of effort went down and i mean it makes sense considering the kind of stupid lengths you have to go to getting the actual ending of that game so they probably assumed almost no one was going to do it at the time the game came out but you know what i gotta say though despite all of it amazing game still to this day came out in 1997 in terms of examples of metroidvanias one of the best games ever made oh yeah oh yeah it is a classic and for good reason like it's one of those things that like video game hall of fame in rochester or whatever like if it's not there it should be there i don't actually pay attention to that so (laughs) (laughs) yeah whether or not it's there should be hell yeah that's (laughs) dope i'm glad you got to go back and play some classics too no, and also, also, just before you go on, I just want to say I've been playing some ROM hacks, also of classic games. All right. Two specifically that I want to point anyone in any direction in, in terms of if they follow emulation at all. Super Mario Brothers 3 Plus. Hmm. I don't know if I mentioned it last time is a ROM hack of Super Mario Brothers 3 that adds yeah. all all the characters of Super Mario Brothers 2, so Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Toad, mm. all their abilities. Also, you can jump and press down to do the, bun st- the butt stop from uh, Super Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changes how the game is played. Great. Hmm. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's it neat. is fun. And then also, The Legend of Zelda, the first one, came out with a 2.0 of the ancient dungeon okay okay which turns the game into a dungeon crawler there is no overworld huh it's interesting instead it counts as many rooms as you can get through and you have to like kill all the enemies you collect keys to get through the main things for this update and I'm not going to lie, the main thing it changed for me was in the 1.0, the only music was the original Zelda dungeon music, which is awful. It's, it's, it's very repetitive. Yeah. Like it's got a really, it's got a really strong vibe to it, but like, it's like three bars long. (laughs) Yeah. 
So for the 2.0 update, you can choose, do you want the overall music, dun, 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 like the actual Zelda yeah. theme? No music or the dungeon music. Yeah. Uh, it's so Which funny. So many of those way. games, like, uh, back in the day, they just didn't know how to handle the looping of stuff. And so some games like, oh, well, we're just going to loop real, real soon because you're never going to hear much of it. Also, and they assume ones... they would be in the same thing for like ninety rooms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Others well, like how was it? Was it Final Fantasy Four? I'm pretty sure it's Final Fantasy Four. Like the when you go to the moon, because oh, yeah. um, because Nobu Uematsu is a big prog rock guy. He had like this two minute intro to the final dungeon music on the moon but the random battles meant you only ever heard like two notes because it would yeah it would the intro would went on for so long that you'd get into the next battle before the music mm. would ever go anywhere <laughs> so right. no one no one ever heard that whole song yeah and, um, the opposite and, problem. And, the, and the songs were genius but like yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, never heard. You, had to, you had to sit there purposefully to let that song finally kick in and also, it was ATB, so unless you set it to wait time, like, you're just getting the shit kicked out of you. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't even the battle theme. It was the overworld theme, like, between the fights. It was... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, so these ROM hacks have been fantastic. I gotta say, the Legend Ancient Dungeon thing, uh-huh. um, all you need is a Rev 1 version of Legend of Zelda ROM. Not hard to find. Right. Okay. Turns into turns into, turns into a dungeon crawler. Like you get like random items every like sixteen rooms or whatever. You fight a boss. It's great. That's neat. Yeah, that sounds like fun. That's a good way to use mods. Yeah. No, I've seen so many ROM hacks lately. Just again, Mario Three Plus, Zelda Engine Dungeon, and I mean, there's so many other things like uh. Fire Emblem ROM hacks that add on to the story. I would like that. Mm-hmm. I would like oh, that. Oh, there's so many. You go to romhacking.net. That's not even for the ROMs. That is just to get the ROM hacks. Yeah. Okay. Like, you want to add on to, like, Roy's story. Like, people add on entire scenarios. Like, we added 36 new battles. And... <clears throat> All right, I'll have to st- check it out at some point. Yeah. No, it, it, it's super smart. There's people doing super fucking amazing things. Like yeah, they're sorry. they're so creative. They're so creative. That's a, that's it, it. It just bothers me how creative they are. Like mm. these should be real games that are being charged. Like people should be paying money for these. Yeah, but like sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes those scenarios pay off. I mean, like. Um, I can't remember. I'm spacing his name at the moment. Uh, I'm one of the guys, I... one of the guys I interviewed for Moon Studios, he he was doing some like uh, World of Warcraft modding, and then he ended up getting picked up by Moon Studios to help uh, make Ori. So no, sometimes those things pay off. People get picked up, but you know what? It's like you know, it, it's like fan fiction, but then like a step beyond because like these yeah. game systems have mm-hmm. to go into it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that stuff's cool. That's cool. Cool. So yeah, you you've just been playing a lot of retro stuff, and then tons um, of retro shit. Yeah, that's dope. Hell yeah. 
Well, at least we had some gaming talk this week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was good. That's good. We had some gaming talk. Um, to transition a little bit, I kind of wanted to, I thought it'd be a cool idea because I think Tears of the Kingdom is probably going to be the biggest game of this year, obviously, or one of the biggest games. Wait, uh, what's Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> this is like a rich bit. I get a rich bit with Ray here. Um, it's the origami game we talked about. But oh, no, shit. um, okay. So it's so, like you fold paper, you fold paper, and you rip it, you rip it to shreds. Mm-hmm. But okay. anyways, what what Where is your like, order? <laughs> what is your guys' general level of interest for that game? Like, on a if just to make it easy, I, I I'm not a big scales person or ratings person, but to put it on a scale of one to ten, Josh, what would you say your interest in that game is right now and why? Um, I mean, everything I've seen looks great. I'm, I think on a scale of one to 10, my highest is like a five. So, so it's probably, probably a good five, good solid five. (laughs) (laughs) So just just given how worn out I am currently on everything, but yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. And like, besides it looking awesome is there something in particular that's really like drawing you to the game or is it just more of that world um a a more of that world b everyone did so much crazy shit to just break everything in that game Mm. um and it seems like they really have leaned into that idea of like okay we we built this crazy physics and like elemental system in this world. Um, what if we just took that all the way? Um, Mm. and that is so cool to me. Like it was almost there before with like, okay, you've got these Octorok balloons that you can use to like raise platforms and whatnot, but they'd last for 10 seconds, like not long enough to do anything really fun with. And then there were like the obvious bugs that you could use of like magnetizing stuff to lift yourself up and whatnot. Like it wasn't intended type stuff that, you know, people figured out how to do. And I, I really wanted something that felt like I was kind of breaking the system, but was obviously not just a bug. And there's, there's not enough overlap of that in breath of the wild. Like there's, it feels like you kind of go off, off a pretty harsh cliff of of this is intended, this is absolutely fucking not intended type right. stuff in Breath of the Wild. And I really kind of am curious to see them ease out that slope. Um, mm. I think that's a good idea. I think I have always been a proponent of the weapon durability in that game. I think it worked really well for what they were going for. It wasn't Same. perfect. Uh, it's a little frustrating at the beginning when you don't have enough weapon slots to have the, well, I'm I'm going to need this weapon around at some point type stuff that's always yeah. in the inventory. Like, I'm probably going to need a stick. I'm probably going to need a leaf to blow stuff with. Like, I might, I'm probably going to need weapons from, like, each elemental type. Like, there's stuff you just felt like it was kind of clogging your inventory. 
that yeah, made and, it feel and, like until you really had, you know, upgraded a bunch and had a lot of extra slots, it was more futzy than it needed to be. Um, mm. And I think everything they've shown with, like, combining random shit to make weapons in this game kind of solves a lot of that. Um, For sure. Where, like, it gives me, like, I told you guys when we watched a trailer, it gives me, like, Dead Rising 2 vibes. Yeah. And for me, that's a that's high praise. I really love that game, and I love the first two games in that series. Actually, I love the first three games in that series. And so I think, yeah, I think that was a really cool addition. Yeah, I'm I'm really just looking to be in that world again. Um, frankly, just I really like the kind of story implications of that world in the first place of the Breath of the mm. Wild setting. Um, and so seeing more of that, I think is good that, and I've a direct sequel kind of gives you a little more leeway to head in weird directions for a yes. Zelda game. And I'm also looking forward to that. So a la Majora's mask. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's, I, I feel like they've got such a great, like jumping off point. To, mm. to head into this game and it everything I've seen looks like they're going in the right direction from there so yeah yeah that's true I mean like for me I'm probably at a, a 9.5 in terms of excitement just I, I'm really excited to play the game um, right. more more of that world that's that's essentially what it is and like the addition of Sky Islands has got me sold like the yeah. the, the weapon the weapon creation and stuff like that that's going to be really fun that uh, definitely will enjoy that um but it's more of just like exploring the world and being able to go to like a um a sky island is going to be so fucking dope and i just can't wait to see what kind of creative um areas that they put in kind of similar to the first one when we talked about that is like Uh that 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 island that's completely pitch black, what they're going to kind of do with the sky islands and the creativity that they're going to interweave into um, the sequel is going to be great. Oh, I'm excited. Yep. Ray, do you have any level of excitement for this game? I do. It's, um, I didn't beat breath of the wild. I put a good like 60 hours into it i feel like it was more of the uh experimental this world is awesome sort of vibe and that's where my excitement comes in with tears of the kingdom it's that nintendo really seems to realize that they made something special with the uh experimentation and the physics and the Nintendo usually has a uh, problem with embracing culture around them. They almost want culture within, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But when you see what was done with Breath of the Wild and the shit that was performed on like YouTube, that's undeniable. Right. Right. And also, like they're embracing that, and you know what? Good on them because that that is actually like not their normal response to things. And I applaud that from this, like, you know what? Like, you make Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts, The Legend of Zelda, like, and 
before I saw everything that wasn't before I saw everything rather that was possible, like I had no intention of buying this game day one. Mm. Now I'm buying it day one. Hell yeah. So you're well, at you a know, ten. You're you're full mast right now, is what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. And not even because of the game. I don't give a shit about like conquering dungeons or whatever. Like this game just seems like fun to break. Yeah. Like some games are just fun to break. And then like there are titles out there like um I always point to Final Fantasy VIII, rather. Final Fantasy VIII, not a typical Japanese RPG. But through the card game, you could break it and yeah. turn that JRPG into whatever you want it to be. So, like, in the first act, you get, like, you know, oh, my character inflicts 100% death status on characters. Right. This Zelda game, Tears, like, Tears of the Kingdom seems like the exact same thing. And I want that. Yeah, yeah like, for sure. And also, I'm more excited even past the Switch, not even gonna lie, because it's built on the same engine as Breath of the Wild for emulation. Yeah, at some point, I'm sure there will be some emulation involved in there. It's going to be like a week because like, I'm telling you right now, like <laughs> Breath, of, Breath of the Wild, there is a currently there's currently a uh, multiplayer mod for players play Breath of the Wild. Same mm. deal. The unfortunate creator was demonetized by Nintendo. Right. You know, fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It That's seems true. like Cures of the Kingdom is built on the same engine. Yeah, well, I'll we'll have to see. Yeah, and, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a Lego game the shit out of. Probably, probably, but Can't yeah, wait, I, no, sky's I can understand why the world is so excited for the game. So it's gonna it's gonna be great. It comes out next month, obviously, and I imagine like we'll finally have real gaming that we've all been playing something to talk about next month and yeah it's gonna be an exciting podcast to do well, i mean so. may 12th and then when you also you look at it this is really the first zelda game for the switch entirely because last game was a wii u game true yep that's true like that's a good point and yeah. we we had the same problem with uh you know twilight princess like twilight princess was a wii game and then you know a GameCube game, rather, it came out for the Wii. Like, no, right. like, Zelda tends to straddle generations. I'm excited what Nintendo wants to do with a game that's made purely for the system that's out now. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see how it shakes out. But it's going to be a good game. I fully believe that. So, um, yep. just a quick back end thing, really quickly before we get out of here. Uh, I mentioned I wanted to break some news on patreon um we had turned our patreon the past few months just off the past few months just simply because um kind of what we were doing the past year year and a half with patreon i don't think we really felt comfortable with like um the way the direction was going and also we weren't sure about the future of what we were doing so i kind of turned it off last few months um i'm going to be changing things up drastically there we've talked about it as kind of a as, as a company, what we're going to be doing from here on out. Um, I kind of wanted to just make a very brief announcement now where we had a bunch of different tiers doing different things. 
Um, we're going to keep it simple. Um, we're going to turn it back on starting next month. Um, we're going to have a $1 tier and a $5 tier. The $1 tier is simply like, you just want to support us. You, uh, you want to just give us a dollar a month to keep the lights on kind of thing. And then the $5 a month thing will simply just be um, same thing. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the podcast. Uh, we're still going to be on the monthly podcast for the time being. We all have a lot of things behind the scenes for us personally going on. So that's unfortunately the amount of time we can devote physically and mentally and probably emotionally to the show. Um, so we're going to keep it at once a month. Uh, the $5 a month will we'll give you shout out, of course, and you'll get our eternal gratitude. Same as always. Um, and that's going to be it. And any of the extra stuff, we just, we can't devote time and um, energy and effort to at this current point in time, unfortunately. And honestly, with the last year, when we had the Patreon on, um, I personally, and I know the guys feel similarly, we weren't giving our full and best effort to those things. And that's not what we want to do. If we're, if we're uh, to be, to be transparent, if we're asking for money to continue to do what we do, um, we want to put full effort towards that. And I know for a fact that at least on my end, I wasn't, I'm not going to speak on behalf of everybody else, but I know I wasn't giving full effort, so yeah, I don't no, you feel were totally comfortable. half-assing it. Maybe even quarter-assing it at some <laughs> points, but like I, I don't feel comfortable asking people to give us their hard-earned money if I'm not going to put the full effort. Um, so I, like I personally, and I know the guys in this aspect feel similarly. That's what we feel comfortable with with a Patreon. So that's what we're going to yeah. do going forward. Um, you know. And if if you're interested in rejoining Patreon, cool. If you if you want to leave, totally get it. That's fine. Um, like I said, that money only goes back into the show. I mean, it simply allows us to uh, keep our domain, allows us to maintain our website. It um, it doesn't really go to us purchasing games. It literally goes into us continuing to just make the podcast. That's all the money goes towards. So um, full transparency on that there. Um, but yeah, I really I'm going to be going towards. I really hope it's not going towards us playing games because my last month has been playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <laughs> yeah, but this maybe people really, really want to hear about that, you know. But um, you're, you're just buying it over and over and over again it, with the the uh -huh. sure amount of money we're making on this six podcast. times. Yeah, they might come out with a twelfth version of uh, the original Zelda sometime soon, and I'll have to buy that again. Exactly. Nintendo will find a way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But um yeah, just wanted to update on the Patreon on that stuff. So it will it will start going again from next month. Um it will look drastically different, much more simplistic. Um yeah, just wanted to get that announcement out there. Um we had we had finally been able to sit down and talk about it after last um months as, after last month's show at some point we talked about it i don't remember exactly when but we got all the details hammered out and so that's what we're going to do going forward um and like i said we're going to keep the show at a monthly um pace for the time being that might change in the future we'll see what happens but uh anyways um that's going to be it for the show i mean we talked about video games we talked about a lot of non-video game stuff uh, <laughs> which is surprising but not not unexpected but uh i want to say thank you to ray and josh thank you both for being here and uh, talking with me uh i was your host shay if you want more content from us uh 
We have years and years worth of content. You can head over to sorechomp.com and check that stuff out. Um, we have our Redbubble shop, which you can buy merch from us if you so desire. And like I said, the Patreon will be back up. Um, I don't need to do more of a plug for that. But all that stuff you can access at our website. So head over there and check it all out. Um, I want to say thank you to those of you who are still listening to us. Honestly, it's more appreciated than you can imagine. I still get random messages like, how you guys doing? Um, from fans of the podcast, I get people saying, hey, when you coming back? Hey, are you going to talk about this stuff? So um, I notice it. Um, thank you very much. It's very much appreciated. Um, you know, we're still working through a lot of the stuff personally in our own personal lives that is going on right now. So thank you for being patient with us. And um, to any new fan who's checking us out from this episode, um, we have more Sorry. actual video game centered episodes. If you go back in our catalog, you can check some of that stuff out, but, um, that'll, that'll do it. So thank you so yeah. much. Seriously. I just want to say to any, the fans, I know I'm not on a lot of this shit. Good on you for keeping up with us. And you know what? Like, these guys are great. Like, I'm so happy that you followed them for so long, and I hope you will continue to follow them. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's short and sweet, and I like it. That's that's what uh, anybody who's ever had sex with me has said. But, um, yeah, we're going to get out of here. <laughs> that's your actually top review. Keep on crying at the microphone. Short and sweet, the way, the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. They but like thank their you guys like so they much. like their coffee. Uh where are you gonna go? Where are you gonna go? Single short drip and sweet. I thought you were gonna say single drip. Short short and sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and sweet. That's right. Thank you so much for checking out the show. We will be back next month with the Chomp cast. Take care. Uh, I was like, wait, where is it going? Where is it going? Where is it going? Where is it going?